The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, I saw you. <laughs> I try to get you every week. I just really think, especially with the topic today, that the people really would benefit from a song from you every week. Well, I'll have to think about what song that'll be. Okay. This little laugh. But see, it's better what? when you're spontaneous. I know. Because when we're doing mic check and you just like grace me with a random mm. something, it's so lovely. Yes. The funny thing is, is I can't hear it because you have headphones on. Right. So I have no idea what it sounds well, like. Well, you can hear yourself talk. I know, but still the microphone always sounds different. It does. It magnifies the whole thing. Yeah. Um. Or I'm kind of in a good mood today. Me too. You know what? And I think that's the energy we want to bring this week. I feel like the podcast this month has been a little all over the place, Mm -hmm. but that pretty much describes life ATM. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. Um, So we didn't even pick a word this month. I think we've been more in kind of like survival mode and I think that's okay. Like I, in the past would have probably beat myself up so bad for that. And that is not the energy I really try to bring to anything anymore. And I also just think that it's like if we're trying to be real on this podcast and there's so much happening in the world and specifically in our city, it would be really odd if we just like powered through and didn't have any emotions. And like it's been heavy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's I think it's the world has gotten to a place where it's hard to ignore Mm. a lot of that heaviness. But I also think it's really important to look at what the good things that are going on around us too. Right. Because we absorb that energy, you know, and it's, and I do think it's an, it's just as important, like it's just as important, like to not only be happy all the time, because if you don't know sad, you don't know happy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I historically, I've, tended to try and like want to wipe the bad stuff away sevens on the enneagram right hello but i um you know i found it really hard to do that lately you know it's like when you see a lot of people hurting around you at a certain point like if there's a bully on the playground somebody has to step up and say say stop you know um and i feel like that's a little bit of what we've been trying to do yeah well i mean we talked about this a little bit about just like 
it's kind of been hard to navigate finding your voice amongst so much chaos, so much uncertainty, and so much divisiveness, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been so scared to say anything because I'm like, I'm going to piss someone off. Right. Or I'm going to like say the wrong thing. I'm still learning or you know anything like that. And I had a conversation with a friend today where I was like, I feel like we keep losing sight of the fact that we're all human and life is about growth. And so like there isn't any room for struggle or for learning or saying like, oh, hey, that is an interesting point you make. Uh, let me think about that or let me like work on that or even to have a conversation with someone who thinks differently than you. And I'm just exhausted of all of that. Right. right. So we've decided or I've decided like I can't really fight some of those fights right now. That's not what I feel led to do. Um, And what I do feel like on this podcast I've tried to do and what I try to do in my day to day life is like to navigate the hard feelings. And if I need to feel the hard feelings to fucking feel them and then to go deal with them in an appropriate either like educational way or where I'm learning something new about it or where I'm working through it, like with some sort of facilitator. I had a person on the podcast earlier this week. I told you my brain therapist Mm -hmm. and she's been so instrumental for me to navigating some of the things that, um, I've just been personally struggling with with. And so I want to keep bringing that to people like, Hey, here's what helped me with this. Or like, here's how I got through that feeling and not so much tying our lives to like only being okay. If you feel positive all the time, like it's okay to feel bad, but then how are you like helping yourself get through that and just learning new tools and learning new things. Um, so that's what we're going to do for this month. But today we just really felt like, good God, it's so negative. It's time for a good news podcast. Some good news. Don't you feel like we need it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I crave it. Me too. Well, I don't even realize I'm craving it, but then it's like, I get it. And I'm like, oh, this is what my soul needed right here. I've always said I want my life to feel like a rom-com, you know, like, no, it's so, it's so corny, but, um, but it's true. Like I, I want to feel like the laughter and the tear jerk moments. Like that's what I want my life to be filled with. Um, and I think good news sort of provides that a lot of time. Like, yeah, you want to read these stories that feel like, oh my God, like you couldn't have written a screenwriter couldn't have written it. It's so like good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking about this with Sherry, the brain therapist earlier this week. I don't even know if that's what she's called. That's just what I call her. (laughs) But um, she said, you know, we have this 24 hour news cycle and it's so interesting because first of all, there probably isn't news 24 hours. That's like, or notes 24 hours that are newsworthy. But so the media is constantly like needing to seek a way to grab our attention or whatever. But we're just ingesting it. It's like what we said last week. We're unconsciously taking in all this information all the time. And no wonder we feel sad. No wonder we feel anxious. Because if you're looking at the world through that lens, it is that. Yeah. Like, And that's been the reality for many years. It's, it's a reality for adult life, I think. Mm-hmm. But it's also like really been exacerbated with social media, the pandemic, all the stuff. And so... We were talking about it. That's sort of how we landed on the topic today. It's because we're like, okay, we're not going to, we don't want to be a part of that all the time. Yeah. Like we want to actually have fun. And this podcast on Fridays specifically used to be real like let loose. We were talking about dildos and stuff. I had a, should we go back to that? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Is that where we are? Yeah. I love a dildo. <laughs> 
dildo story. Let me see if I can find one. I mean, literally everyone loves a good dildo story. <laughs> hey, mom, what's up? How are you today? <laughs> Happy Friday, Happy everybody. Friday. We're back. Um, okay, so we're going to start. I wanted to just start with like something simple that I did today that put me in the best mood. And if you're like, I'm 40, so how old are you, Chip? Too old. 46? You don't know. I might be 47. <laughs> I'm 47, You're 47. I, yeah. I know that. Okay, so my best friend from high school, we still talk all the time, and she sent me this song, and it was like, whoa. Uh-oh. Because this is when you know you're like old, though. So I actually hate using that word, but this is when you know you're in your adult life. So a kid on her son's baseball team walks out to the song In the Meantime by Space Hog. Uh-huh. Do you know that song? Yeah, I yeah. couldn't remember it when she sent me it, like the title. Yeah. Yeah. So um, she was like, oh my God, I was at a baseball game and I was dying when this kid walked out. It was just like so much nostalgia. So I listened to the song, but then I clicked go to radio on Spotify uh-huh. and it's like, cake sublime it's like it's so many songs from childhood and i was sitting in traffic just now which in nashville has been insane and so i usually get really pissy (laughs) but i was just like doing drums on my steering wheel i'm like who am i it's like it's our classic rock it's so great i've been listening to this station on sirius i think it's channel 12 it's just called like pop but it's like it's 1990s and 2000s pop rock. So it's like be going crazy. no doubt and yes. Matchbox 20. Oh and, but then there'll be like pure pop songs too from that era. It's like kind of Britney great. and Christina. Um, no, they don't go that like okay. I'm trying to think of another. Example. That's a little too but boy band, girl band ish yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I think that's on the, like the straight up like pop or the, the pop 2K. Pop 2K. Station. I was just about to say um, that. I don't this even is know more pop it. rock leaning. So it would have okay. things like Smash Mouth and Third Eye Blind. Oh and my that God. Kind of stuff too. Remember somebody once <laughs> yeah. I mean that just those two notes. Somebody. Yes. Like, or th- I guess that's three notes like. I had a friend who went on a date with that guy one time. What? I know. I just had this random memory of that. I don't think it went past a first date, but I remember I kind of being like, I know. I was just like, maybe That's you should. Mean. So you yeah. could go on a couple dates and I could meet him just because That's it's like amazing. a kid from me. I mean, it's a person from your childhood. They're all just like up on a pedestal. I think. My friends, I was a college rep in college and um, you were a college rep in college for Atlantic records. Oh, I was a college I don't know rep. And okay. um, so basically it meant that I like promoted artist on I my college campus. I just tried to campus. catch you yeah. saying something wrong and you're like, no bitch. No, no bitch. <laughs> I said it right. I, but I wasn't clear. Yeah. But, um, you know, so I was around bands a lot and Matchbox uh-huh. 20 was a new band at the time. So, oh, yeah. and they were an East Coast touring band and I was in Charlottesville, Virginia. So I was right in the middle of the coast. Yeah. And so they came through a lot. So I got to know them and my friend Sarah kissed Rob Thomas in the back of my Shut car. Shut up. Yeah, she Wasn't sure he a bit of a player back in the day? I mean, I feel like at that time he was, but yeah. then he met his his girlfriend Marisol and they've been together ever since yeah fell madly in love with her but yeah my friend Sarah was like I kissed him in the back of your car (laughs) it's like (laughs) driving him around like it was an Uber (laughs) I was nobody in the front seat with oh my god embarrassing Mm -hmm. at least she kissed Rob Thomas if you're listening to us and you're like who are they talking about because you're too young (laughs) I don't know that anyone that young listens to this podcast but if you do do yourself a favor and go listen to that radio. It'll yeah. be like, it'll open up a whole new world for uh, you. Yeah. Well, Matchbox 20 kind of uh, just had a big TikTok moment for their song, Unwell. What? It like, well, it's it a song fitting. called, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a song about mental health. <laughs> yeah. And well. it had a moment. 
Seems about right. Yep. There we go. Yep. All right. Tell us the good news story that you had from personal life because I really love this story and I think it's really cool. Um, hopefully this isn't too long-winded, but um, okay. So I work with a singer named El King and a couple weeks ago she was playing in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah. And we'd gotten an email from a student that basically said... Um, I have a teacher. She's changed my life. She's changed a lot of students' lives. She retired, but we were short on teachers, so she agreed to come back. She's a huge L. King fan. Is there any way that we could surprise her and have her come oh to our school? Oh, my gosh. Okay. And, um, you know, like the internet is one of the things. Like you can either be funny. You can be – you can like film somebody falling – or you can do really nice things and it spreads around the internet. And and Elle's, you know, like she likes to have a good time and a lot of what she puts on the internet is like kind of crazy and like yeah. just her being wild and that's fun. But she also has a heart of gold. True. And um, so I kind of sat on it for a minute. I didn't write the student back. And I went to Elle one day and I said, look, we're going to be in Tulsa. There's You're going to have time. And she said, please don't make me go to a school. Because Elle <laughs> got kicked out of every school she's ever been to. And I said, let me just read you this email and then you tell me what you want to do. And she said, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to storm in the school. I want to bring a player with me. And I just want to march right into the teacher's class. So we reached out to the principal got it all set up he kept it completely like even the staff in um the the school office didn't know it was like the security person knew his um secretary knew and the student's mother works in the office so she was aware too so what they did was they arranged for the student to be in the guidance counselor's room talking about like college stuff and like future planning and then Elle's bus like literally pulled right up in front of the school and walked in. And then Elle went into the um, the guidance counselor's office first. And um, at the time, the teacher was in her class because it was like she has like an elective class that only had like four students in it. Um, and everyone else had been told in the school that there was a surprise happening and they needed to line up in the hallway. And it's just, okay. I think there's only like 200 kids in the school. Okay. It's a pretty Smaller small school. It's right outside. Of, it's, it's in Cho- Choctaw, yeah. Oklahoma, which is, you I know, know, about why 40 minutes that, outside yeah. of 40 minutes outside of um, Tulsa. Sure. And so, you know, she surprises a student and then goes, come on, let's go surprise the teacher. And the, and the student, like, it took her a second to realize what was going on. She was like, wait, what? Uh, In uh. shock. She's like, is this because the email I sent? <laughs> and um, we had a videographer there. It's all been filmed. You can watch it on Elle's socials. It's really sweet. And so she walks down the hallway and then surprises the teacher and says, congratulations on being teacher of the year. Thank you for changing lives, blah, blah, blah. And then invited almost everybody to the show because for some reason we had a massive um guest list that night and then she posted it and what i loved was the caption was sometimes the right thing to do is always the kind thing to do Mm. and you never forget how somebody makes you feel this one was mutual and afterwards she was like why don't i do more of this yes i knew when i asked her how much it would fill her up yeah If you know anything about me, you know I am a massive creature of comfort. It is one of my top priorities in life to make my surroundings comfortable at all times. So when I found Cozy Earth, I quickly scooped up all of the luxurious bedding and loungewear that I could. 
It felt very on brand for me, but then I went on a trip with a girlfriend not too long ago where she could not stop commenting on how cute and comfy my pajamas were, which then made me realize they may also be my new favorite travel companion as well. Guys, I am not kidding when I say you will experience unmatched softness and smoothness with all of Cozy Earth's products. The temperature-regulating bamboo joggers and pullover crew add comfort and a touch of style to any travel ensemble, and their bedding comes in the most adorable totes, making it a super easy gift to give anyone. Discover your next destination for ultimate comfort at Cozy Earth. Visit CozyEarth.com and use our code VELVETSEDGE at the checkout for an exclusive 35% off, and let them know we sent you when you're at the checkout. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you know i think a lot of times like when you're out on the road you as an artist it's really easy to be like this is really hard this is really grueling because it becomes groundhog day like you wake up in a new city you don't have time to explore you sound check, you play a show, you drink too much, you're back on the bus and you go. And sometimes like injecting a curveball like this really does remind these artists of the way that they're changing lives too and it feels really good. So, long story short, we got an email from the teacher that okay. she asked us to send to L and I want to read it because I think it's really important. Okay. So she says um, congrats on the end of the tour. I hope you've been getting some good rest after winding down somewhat. On March 24th, you paid a shocking and amazing visit to Ch- Ch- Choto, I think is how you say it, Choto High School before playing Tulsa that night. B- 
both of those were events that I'd been telling stories about that I'll be telling stories about forever. And I hope I always hold on to the feeling of atmospheric joy and astonishment at seeing you standing in my doorway. I've always said that if, if I get cut, I bleed music and something about your work flows through my soul. Maybe it's the Johnny Cash and me or the Rolling Stones or any of the million pieces of work we both know, but you have the most incredible gift and I hope you're prepared to stick around for a long, long time to share it. You came here because my students, Emma and Lindsay, reached out to bring me the great joy of meeting you. Now, I don't think that they ever dreamed they could make anything good happen. Not ever. I really needed to tell you about this. When Emma and her sister Shay were in elementary school, their father died of a heart attack right in front of them. Mm. Emma has always, what has always kind of played it off in a way that worried me. Then, a few years later, her older sister was diagnosed with cancer and died within a week. Oh, my God. To add misery to that, I think their mother had some difficult relationships that they witnessed the last few years. And Emma became the caretaker, and it has given her the toughest shell I've ever seen in a kid. Well, maybe ever. I've never, I've never, she's never let me hug her before that day that you were here. She never dropped a tear, not even in the most private and emotional conversations. Lindsay lost her stepfather, the only dad that she's ever known, two years ago this spring. And she's taken the opposite path and has been on edge ever since. Emma keeps her balance, and Lindsay feels the feelings. When Emma and I got um, to each other while you were so patiently signing autographs and taking photos that day, I threw my arms around her and whispered, look what you did, girl. Look what you did. And Elle, she burst into tears in a way that I never thought I'd see. Nothing in her life made her that happy and excited in years. You broke her open in the very best sense of the word. You gave her the hammer to get out of that awful claustrophobic facade she's always showed to the world. What a gift. Very few of us get to see that in life. We're the lucky ones. She has not quit smiling since then. I've never seen a girl smile so much. When we came back to school after that weekend, I told her I still wanted to hug her because it was such a surprise. And she looked at me in wonder, shook her head, and chuckled as she said, Miss Walker, it still doesn't even seem real. I had to agree with her. You were so real, so down to earth, and I hope I get the chance to cross paths with you again sometime down the line. There might be an entire generation between us, but music doesn't know any age. And I'll bet, I'll, and I'll bet, like me, you've been told that you're an old soul all your life. I had a lot of people who said something about why I wasn't crying when you were when you were there, which I thought was strange. I just told them I only cry when I'm mad. Someday, maybe you can use that in a bad at that line in a badass. This is when you don't fuck with me, song or whatever. <laughs> and by the way. She like put a little star. She didn't yeah. write the word fuck um, or whatever. I'm an English teacher. Let me say your songs are a chef's kiss. Thanks for the shout out at the concert. Boy, I was famous for a weekend and for <laughs> and forgetting so many of our peeps in the show. The 10 year old down front was the assistant principal's kid. Go figure. And the eight ball pants were pure fire. And my husband is is almost as obsessed with the red clay strays now as he was with you when he introduced me to you about seven years ago. I wanted to tell you that when I saw your miraculous little self in my doorway, I clapped my hands over my mouth and kept thinking, please don't say holy shit, El fucking King. <laughs> but I sure wanted to. That's how excited I was. I'm going to end with this picture of Emma in blue and Lindsay in red with me at the prom. I think you can see there's been they've been very happy lately. Thank you for that, my friend. Grateful. Oh my God, I'm fighting back tears. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And it's like... Getting that email, it made all the planning, everything so worthwhile. And again, 
the way that these people felt is it was mirrored in L. Like mm-hmm. I'd never seen her happier. She said to me, cause she, then we went to the studio and then she met one of the guys in Hanson. It was like a pretty amazing. And then the show was in sold out and it was incredible. But she was like, today was literally one of the best days of my life. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's just a really important reminder that like kindness is infectious. It's a, it's a stone in the water and it has ripple effects that like go on forever. Completely. Um, so you know, I just think it's a, a really nice example of like everyone, you know, sort of pushing to do something nice and then you see the benefits from it, you know? I also do really believe that what you put into the universe is what you get back. Mm-hmm. And so I think so many times it's so hard for us, especially when you're down or you're tired, like you're talking about, or you're overworked or anything like that, to want to go pour into someone else. But a lot of times it's the best thing to do because yeah. getting out of yourself is actually the most healing thing we can do. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it just opens up all these doorways. Like it wasn't just the teacher that Elle helped or those little girls. It was the whole school. Yeah. And then the, who knows how, who they positively went and impacted after that. Right. And, you know, it's obviously we can't do this for everyone. There's right. just not enough time. There's a lot of requests. But the, when the right ones come along, we do it. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully other artists saw it and other artists are going to go do something nice for somebody. And it's, you know, it's I, I know from working with artists, it's like, you know, it's it can be a burden to know that, like, you inspire people and, and those sorts of things. But I also know that, like, at the end of the day, some some of them, most of them are so grateful because they get to do what they love every day. Yeah. You know, they get to sing and write songs and they can't believe it. So... Being able to personally, like, yes. positively affect people is, I mean, it really is a gift, you know? Mm-hmm. So you I know. love that. Yeah. Okay, that's a really good one from your real life. Yeah. Um, we did go do a little research, and Chip and I pulled a couple stories each just to keep the good news flowing. My mom actually sent me this one. Um, she is always a big proponent of being kind to everyone, you know, like people you don't know and spreading kindness and then also just service to other people. And so she kind of has got her pulse on the radar of good news. Yes, I would ma'am, say, she does. um, shout out Rhonda. Um, but anyway, this is a story from Texas and it was, I thought really beautiful, but these students had this janitor who went into retirement and then he had to come back out of retirement because his rent went up. Okay, and he's 80. So this sweet man is just like 80. He's been working his he's whole living to life. Work at this yes. Point. And he was like, Well, my rent went up. I can't afford it. So the students, I'm actually just gonna read some of the story because I think it'll do a better job. But high school seniors managed to secure a quarter of a million dollars for the sweet, their sweet 80-year-old janitor who came out of retirement after his rent went up. The money was raised through GoFundMe, which was started at the simple goal of $10,000, but quickly took on a goal of its own. Several of the students at Callisburg High School in Texas noticed that their school had a new janitor, Mr. James. And at 80 years, an 80-year-old former retiree, retiree sorry, who went, whose rent had gone up $400 and needed a job to support it, believing they could use their knowledge of the internet and social media to help out. They got the idea to open a GoFundMe to help the 80 year old Mr. James get back to doing 80 year old things. It's crazy to see something that we knew people would have wanted to help, but we didn't know it would blow up like this. So one kid basically posted on his TikTok 
And he's like, I have 2000 followers, but that was enough to get the word out. And then it just like spiraled. I think we've seen this in Nashville with the covenant people. It's just like everyone actually does want to help. But I just loved this, that the the man was like, he's due a retirement at 80. And also like janitorial work is very physical. Yes. And so I love that the kids were the ones that set it up. They raised $270,000. They actually had to cap it off because you, I guess you can't send that much money at a time. Like that's the cap to be able to, for him to get it. And so they just gave him his retirement. That's amazing. I Isn't just, while you were reading the story, I Googled the average school salary for our janitor. Sorry. The average salary for a school janitor. Yeah. And Glassdoor says that it ranges in the United States between twenty five and forty thousand dollars a year. Wow. So if you on the low end of that, where did you say he was from? In Texas? Yeah. So it's probably somewhere on the lower end. You know, like the higher end is probably a New York City school, right, a Los or Angeles cost. school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If it's a rural school, it's probably on the lower end of that. And so at Say let's say it's twenty seven thousand dollars a year. It would have taken him ten years to make that money. He would have been working till he was ninety years old. Could you imagine? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I thought That's it was a really great story, so great. and I love that it came from kids. That was yeah. awesome. Um, this one will probably surprise you guys that I'm bringing this story, but <laughs> Can't I, wait. I figure there are probably some athlete, uh, some sports fans out there. <laughs> um, but um, if you didn't know. That the safety for the Buffalo Bills, Damar Hamlin, who basically mm. died on the field. I watched it happen live. It was wild. um he died of car- he died of cardiac arrest and um in January. Yes. Um well and obviously he was revived. He did not yeah. die die. Um but um it but took he a would lot of recovery. Have had he not had the right care at the time. They said that a million times. Yeah. On the field. Um well, on Tuesday he was able to work out with the team for the first time and he has been cleared to play again oh my god i mean it's a pretty remarkable story this is what he said my heart is still in it he said my heart is still in the game i love the game it's something i want to prove to myself not and not nobody else i just want to show people that fear is a choice and then you can keep going in something without knowing what's at the end of the tunnel wow it's a great lesson i mean could you imagine talk about overcoming trauma by taking steps and they're like rewiring your brain i mean he literally died that to me i'm like there doesn't there isn't a fear greater than that well i mean in some ways you could argue like what's the worst thing that could happen you've already <laughs> right. died right. you know it's like it's not funny if but there's anyone funny. on earth that should be like saying fuck it i'm gonna do what i'm right. gonna do it's him he's like Yo, but it's like amazing low. that he's able to actually get back and do what he loves and he's only like 24 yeah. or 20 yeah. like he'll be 25 in this next season i think yeah. So. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, keeping on the sports note, I loved this story. And of course, I just swiped and got rid of it. As I said that um, it's from the pause. Sorry, y'all. I literally hit the wrong button. Okay, here we go. Um, so this kind of deals with mental health, but it's about baseball, too. So the Los Angeles Dodgers have re-signed outfielder Andrew Tolles. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. But he has schizophrenia, and he hasn't played since 2018. But they re-signed him to give him access to the team's health insurance and mental health services. He is not expected to play for the Dodgers this season, but signing with the team will allow him to continue to receive treatment, including counseling, therapy, and medication. And I just loved that because not only are they not, like, ostracizing him, like – 
oh, you have schizophrenia, go away. I don't know if they have any intention or plan of letting him play at some point or him coming back to the team. But just to be like, hey, we support your work and your therapy and all the work you're doing to heal and help yourself. And so we want to help you financially. That's beautiful. And I also think, too, it, it highlights something at the level of the organization and the eyes that are on it, it highlights mental health. An acceptance and acceptance of mental an acceptance health. acceptance of it. Yeah. And, and the need for care. Yes. You know, it's like, look, someone that would suffer from schizophrenia probably, you know, I don't know what the statistics are, so I hope I don't put my foot in my mouth, but I would guess that a lot of homelessness can be equated to schizophrenia too. It's probably hard to keep a job. It's probably very sure. hard to keep a job. It's ve- It becomes very hard to know what reality is. It probably leads to drug use. So the this fact, is if you aren't getting care, right? We if you're not getting that care, disclaimer on so it. I'm, what I'm my point is is it's a really loving thing to do because yes. recognizing that someone needs care and being accepting of the fact that like we're not in control of our brains, like mm-hmm. you know people want to believe that it's just that easy, like don't yeah. be crazy, right? You know, like it takes real professional care. So yes. the fact that an organization like that is shining a light on it, I think, is pretty awesome. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Well, and I've always really tried to say this on the podcast, but to me, it's crazy that we put so much weight into our physical health or like physical appearance, working out, but we don't really talk about working out your brain or working out your emotional health. And like those things are just as important, if not more important, because yeah. it's all related. Absolutely. So we're finally having these conversations, which is so positive moving to me anyway but for like you said a huge organization and to publicly talk about that like that they're doing it i think does destigmatize some yeah. of these things mm -hmm. love it all right i guess uh we're on a sports theme Are because we? well um this one um is a, a story so okay. it it ends in sports okay um so this is about a woman named Rachel Foster, who in November, she's in Oklahoma, she was riding an electric scooter with her husband and she fell off it. Okay. And she suffered major head injuries and was in a coma for more than a week. And they were getting ready to take her off of life support. I saw this. And story. she woke up. And she was removed from it life was support. Like they were about to take her off the next the day. The next day. They were taking her off life. The plan was to take her off life support. Her she, soul was and like, she uh, woke uh, up. Uh, uh, nope. Uh. And um, just over the past weekend, she ran the Boston Marathon. How, did they say how much time had passed in between that? Well, it happened in November, so God, that she is she had fast. months. She had months of physical therapy, and then she ran the Boston Marathon. What was her name again? Her name is Rachel Foster. Damn, Rachel! Yeah, that is crazy. Five months. Five months. Five later. months from being literally about to be taken off of life support to running a marathon. a marathon. I don't even want to run a marathon, and I'm in good health. Right. <laughs> I've run a few marathons, and I can tell you, I don't think I could do that after a coma. Oh my gosh! I just love the fact that it was the next day, and that's when you know too, like when it's. I don't. Well, I don't mean to say like when it's your time to go or whatever. But there is some peace. For me, in that if our if our soul is not ready to go, it does like even Damar Hamlin. It right. was like not yet. No, right. you have more work to do here. Yeah, I just think that's such a cool story. Um, all right, my last one that I was gonna read was this kind of hit home for me, and maybe I don't know if this will resonate for a lot of people, but I've talked about it a little bit. My grandmother has Alzheimer's, and. So we have good days and bad days. And so some days, especially if I haven't seen her, you know, she's always really excited to see me, but she can be very disoriented and confused on like who I am. And especially like my brother came to visit not too long ago and having a new person in the mix, like I see her pretty regularly, but if you throw something new into the mix, it really throws her. And so 
then she really couldn't figure it out because it was like, wait, who are you? How do I know you? You know, it was just all the things. And it's so hard to watch a person that you love and that obviously I've known my whole life. So I've seen her in good health. Um, just be in that place where they can't even connect with you because they don't recognize you. You know, it's very, it's painful for everyone. And so anyway, I saw this story and it was this father with Alzheimer's um, was able to say, I love you to his son for the first time in four years. That's amazing. It says David, David Gregg writes, my dad Wayne has been almost nonverbal for a little while, but thanks to some great caretakers, he's been thriving. He said the words, I love you to me for the first time in four years. These little bursts of clarity are the greatest gifts. And I can speak to that. Like I went to cut my grandmother's hair a couple weeks ago and she was having a good day. Uh huh. And it was just so it warm. I was the same thing we were talking about earlier. I was exhausted. It had been a long week. It was a Friday night. I was like, Oh my gosh, do I have this in me today? Cause what if I show up and it's just draining, you know, but instead I showed up and she was in a great mood. She was very coherent and that little bit of connection that I got with her. And then of course, because you're doing her hair, like we, as women, especially like you don't lose that moment where you're like, Ooh, I just got my hair did. Like right. she's 87, I want to say. And she still felt that I could feel it. Like when I got done with her blowout, she was like, feeling it you know she's ready for a date she was just in a good mood yeah, yeah she probably is who knows <laughs> she's like going down to the, yes. the cafeteria she's like hook it up yeah but it was just so same thing it was like my aunt was very grateful for me to come for coming to do that you know but then it was also like yeah but like this gave something to me actually right. too and those little moments of connection are just so great so i was really happy to read that story yay mm-hmm well, um, I'll button mine up, too, with a okay. little bit more Boston Marathon news. I thought it was interesting that I found two stories today. So Maybe um, this means that you're supposed to run it again. Uh, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've never done Boston. I think Boston's the hardest to get Oh, you to. did New York. I did New York, yeah. Right. So um, the Boston Marathon, the bombing was 10 years ago. That was 10 years 10 ago? 10 years ago. Wow. And um, the, I promise this is good news. Um and one of the people that was killed in the bombing was an eight-year-old. Okay. Yes. Terrible. So, okay. and one of his dreams was to run the Boston Marathon. Okay. When he was older. You can't run the Boston Marathon until you're 18. Oh, so it would have been this year. It would have been this year. Okay. So several of his friends from childhood ran oh. it in his honor, I'm which tr- is amazing. I, I want to read. Um, okay. I want to read some of these things. Um, this I got on the Good News Movement. Um, and it's from reporting from the Dorchester Reporter. Um, and these are some of the names of the people that ran. Nolan Nolan Cleary, 18 years old, still has a pair of old sneakers that Martin gave him. Mm. They still hang in his closet. Jack Burke is 19, recalled how Martin... Uh, well, the, the student that um, was killed, his name is Martin Richard. Okay. Um, Jack Burke, nineteen, recalls how Martin wouldn't let the basket wouldn't let basketball games start at recess until every kid had been picked for a team. Hmm. Ava O'Brien, eighteen, has used her involvement in the Martin Richard Challenger Sports League for physically challenged kids to remember her friend because she knows he would have been right there beside her. Um, and then. Um, Jack Burke was quoted. It was um, it was perfect when they called me to participate, and I jumped on it. He is now a goalie for the Cape Cod Seahawks, and he's continued. He said it was kind of like his dream growing up to run the marathon. Now that I'm old enough, I get to live that dream for him. 
Wow. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Like it is amazing too because it even at eight years old, it sounds like that kid had a good heart and was trying to be kind to others. And look, ten years later, even they're still taking steps in their lives right. because of the influence that had on yep. them. A hundred percent. And then wow. there's a link to the nonprofit organization called the the um, Martin Richard Foundation, and it's martinrichardfoundation.org, and they provide opportunities for young people to learn, grow, and lead through volunteerism and community engagement. So wow. they're shining a light. Those those, you know, childhood friends are also shining a light on, you know, what this kid's memory is doing to help other people. So it's, it's amazing. In the, in the face of like great loss, there's like something really beautiful that is still coming out of it. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, God, doesn't that just feel good? It feels good. I feel like we didn't gossip. No, we didn't like spread just bad stuff, yeah. Yeah. negativity, yeah. talking bad we about We didn't absorb people. any either. No, actually, your eyes look clearer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So pretty. Did you want to sing a tune? I'm <laughs> yeah. no, just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, not today. Um, I will go ahead and tell you guys some of the, the good news things. Okay, one of the things I said to Chip earlier is like I've immediately started following more accounts. Like if I see one post from an account that's positive and I look at their page and it's just positive news, I'm following it right now because I want that in my algorithm for one. Right. But then also just amidst all of the other either chaos or divisiveness or just hard news all the time, it's really nice to see a video <laughs> pop into your feed and you're like, huh, look at that. Are you? It's a reminder, like go do something nice for someone do if you feel bad. Nice. Yeah. I mean, th- I love when I hear stories about like somebody paying for someone's coffee at the drive-through, and it like lasts for hours. Like yeah. people just paying it for. Like there are literally a million nice little things that you can do for people. Say hello to a homeless person. Yeah. Hold the door open for somebody who needs it. Like, I promise you, smile at a stranger. It matters. It it bounces back to you. It feels so good. I had a, got a text from one of our friends a couple of weeks ago and he was bitching. He was like, I've been sitting in this Starbucks drive through forever. He was like, I don't understand why people are so slow. It was one of those moments, you know, he gets to the count, like to the ordering thing or whatever. And someone had paid for his coffee. Oh like it was God. the same That's thing amazing. you always talk yeah. about. Just pay it forward. And I was like, well, I hope you pay for the person behind you. I can't remember what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he did. But anyway, okay, so some of the accounts that I follow are at good news underscore movement, at mm-hmm. tanks good news, yep. at good news network, which that's all, it's a good Instagram. They also have a website if you're more of a website person, the good news network. No, it's not the, it's just goodnewsnetwork.com. And then if you are just a person who doesn't want to read articles and you just want to see videos at some good news is all videos. So it's just, if you want the little quick, you know, TikTok type videos. What's that one? Some good news at some good news. I'll put all of these in the description of the podcast as well, if that's easier for you guys to click. But I just wanted to say them out loud in case you're driving and you can't look at the description. I also follow just at good G O O D. That's another okay. good one. At yeah. good. That's easy to remember. Yeah, I'm gonna follow some good news. Ugh, well, I feel all light and airy. It's still beautiful outside. The other good thing about right now is it's spring. Like we're moving into a new energy and. As much as there is just not going to not be stuff going on, like I feel like you can get to a place of just riding the waves of whatever is 
happening in our world, there is a lot of positivity around. And so follow some of these sites, go for a walk outside for 20 minutes. Sherry says that really does reset your brain. Mm -hmm. It's simple things. It's like getting back to the basics, get in nature, get off your phones, all of the things, go be kind to someone like, let's go back. I love it. Yeah. Good one. Good one. (laughs) All right. Well, as you guys go into the weekend, I got nothing interesting. (laughs) (laughs) And you're living on the edge. Hey, I hope you always remember to be kind and and act (laughs) casual. I'm feeling casual today. All right. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.